Welcome to the Blockchain Hustle, where I take a look at some interesting plays of how blockchain technology is opening up new business vistas across multiple industries. Hi everyone, this is your host, Meenu Sareen, with the eighth episode of the Blockchain in Public Sector series. In the last couple of episodes, I shared a few examples of blockchain projects undertaken in the public sector in Europe, and then some key findings from the public sector blockchain projects undertaken in India. In today's episode, I will share on the UAE. Now, before I dive into a couple of projects undertaken in the UAE, let me share a brief introduction on the blockchain scene there. As a part of its digital transformation efforts, the UAE government decided to leverage blockchain technology to transform the government transactions on the federal level. And in this, it said that uh, 50% of these government transactions would be conducted using blockchain by 2021. Now, I guess this uh, timeline of 2021 would be revised under the present pandemic environment. But this was the premise there. Now, Emirates Blockchain Strategy 2021 and the Dubai Blockchain Strategy 2020 are a couple of the blockchain strategies launched in UAE. And uh, these were la launched to enhance the government services, develop the industry, and uh, mainly to promote innovation in the space. The objective of the Emirates Blockchain Strategy 2021 specifically, that was to uh, have an operational cost reduction, a digital security of, your, uh, of the national documents and transactions, and to accelerate the decision-making processes. And under the Dubai Blockchain Strategy 2020, there were four main themes. The first is the happiness of the citizen and residents. Second is elevating uh, government efficiency. Another is advanced legislation. And the last one was the international leadership. Now, with this preface, let me specifically get on to a couple of examples. The first one that I have here is, uh, is supporting a secure data exchange by the Abu Dhabi Digital Authority, ADA. Now, ADA has been developing a blockchain platform to put in place a secure and a trusted data marketplace, a kind of a data exchange between the Abu Dhabi government entities and the external organizations, a place where or a platform where the transactions can be conducted, uh, data can be managed in a multi-blockchain platform. So this was one difference uh, amongst the other blockchain projects in uh, quite a few other public sector entities across various geographies was that they started with a multi-blockchain platform. And uh, the idea here is to facilitate seamless transactions. This is intra-government, the government with businesses, as well as with individuals. Now, with a humongous amount of data that is being generated nowadays, what I appreciate more here is that such a platform would facilitate a data value realization for its stakeholders. And then they can complement and leverage this in multiple modes and models. Now, what could be some of the key challenges for such a blockchain project, especially one which is done at a state or a national level? In the present scenario where uh, the tech and hence the standards are still evolving, I would cite these as the 
lack of clarity on the standards and interoperability, uh, vendor lock-in and a reliance on a specific blockchain. I would cite these as some of the key challenges. So some of the steps that ADA is taking here, I find them quite encouraging. And I cite a few here. The initial implementation is uh, of this particular project, it's carried out in a government sandbox using multiple blockchains. So how do we get these multiple blockchains interface with each other? How do we ensure an interoperability for future projects? And don't you think it would be nice to uh, kind of minimize the underlying complexities of each system? And ADA has addressed this by designing a unique abstraction layer. And this abstraction layer acts as an interface between the various blockchains. It helps interoperability and uh, it also minimizes the uh, underlying complexities of each system. And with all this, the platform mitigates the vendor lock-in as well as a reliance on any one specific blockchain. Platform modularity. Clearly define where the blockchain elements are to be applied engineer new processes and applications, and these which could be decoupled from the blockchain layer. All this modularity helps towards solution sustainability. So the platform had this modularity inbuilt. Then uh, another one is uh, what I would say is that what's the most undervalued facet in the blockchain implementation projects? Well, it's the alarming variation in the level of awareness and the capabilities which are required across the involved organizations. Remember, the project would move only as fast as the slowest link. Hence, this tech evangelism, this tech championship, and a consistent level of understanding, expertise, and engagement across the participants, this is very essential. And a few ways by which ADA approached this was by raising awareness, identifying core benefits, top-down implementation approach, and identifying and developing high-impact use cases across the government entities. And uh, the project also defined some key metrics for itself, how to measure the impact of this government sandbox project. So, and in this key metrics that it defined, the first one was an increase in the, number, uh, in the number of the government entities which are onboarded onto a platform. Now, a, black a blockchain platform is grounded in the power of its network. More the number of participants, the richer it is. But you know what the challenge uh, for a new platform is in securing uh, these participants is that the participants are always looking for who's the first one to get onto the platform. What are the different benefits that it can get on the platform? What are the different applications which are there on the platform? And uh, the platform would enrich only when more uh, applications are written and those applications would get written when more participants are there. So it's a kind of a chicken and egg thing out there. So as a key metric, it, this platform, it listed as the increase in the number of the government entities onboarded onto the platform. The second one was the number of the public-private sector entities which share data with the government through the abstraction layer. And the third metric is the services which are provided on the platform. 
Now, the second example that I have here under the UAE blockchain projects is the Smart Dubai blockchain payment reconciliation and the settlement project. Smart Dubai is the government office which has been mandated with Dubai citywide smart transformation. Now, Dubai has this Dubai Pay, which is a, uh, it's a centralized payment gateway for the government payment collection with uh, more than 40 public and private entities. And I think the count is around 48, 48 entities. Now, Dubai Pay has facilitated online payments for the government's smart services. However, each entity has its own books and records. And in quite a few cases, uh, especially where the bookkeeping processes has been largely manual, this has a very significant and a time money cost associated. And to just give you an example, the manual reconciliation and the settlement process, it took around up to 40, uh, 45 days. So no wonder then that the immediate goal of this blockchain project was to enable instant reconciliation and settlement. And the other goals included immediate disputes and claim resolution, uh, automation of the financial procedures and incorporate transparency and immutability into the financial records. Now, having said this, I would like to share now some key findings from the public sector blockchain projects in the UAE, both on uh, the challenges and the success factors. And these were gleaned by the Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution, UAE. The stakeholders involved are uh, the government, the corporates, and the service providers. Now, first, let me speak a bit on the challenges. One of the top three challenges which are cited across all three entities, government, corporate, service providers, across all three, it was educating and awareness of the involved stakeholders. Now, reverting to the Dubai payment and the reconciliation example, 48 organizations were a part of Dubai Pay. Now, Smart Dubai Pay had to clearly, sorry, Smart Dubai had to clearly explain on what the project entailed, along with how each of these entities, each of these 48 organizations, they benefit by being a part of this blockchain project. And this they did via workshops, one-on-one sessions, and so forth. Another big challenge cited was bringing the stakeholders to the table an alignment of the interest and the communication between the parties. As far as the private sector is concerned, uh, well, its key concern resonated around the regulatory uncertainty. And as for deployment, centralized to the decentralized deployment was a key deployment challenge. It was not only the implementation that had to be managed across several sites, Every government and corporate entity has its own security policies, its own internal infrastructure team. And all these requirements had to be addressed. So moving from a centralized to a decentralized deployment was no small feat. And one point that I'd like to highlight amongst all these, all these challenges that I have cited, one point that I'd like to highlight is that the core challenge remains in the strategic, operational, and the regulatory aspects of the implementation, rather than on the technical. So if we are to catalyze the adoption of blockchain, we really have a work cut out on the non-tech issues as well. So I thought I will just kind of bring your attention to that. 
Now, one of the key success factors, let me get on to the key success factors. 80% of the government entities cited early planning and identification of the most applicable use cases as the most important success factor. Now, key success factors lie in the early stages of planning and defining the blockchain engagement. And uh, you should couple this with a consistent and effective communication and alignment between all the participants, all the stakeholders. For the corporates, the key success factors were primarily related to well-defined scope, expectations, role, and responsibilities. Something I would say is the base for any successful program management. And uh, for the service providers, well, they were all unified in their opinion for a well-structured engagement strategy and a use case definition. Now, the use case definition brings me to one of the key deployment success factors, which is identification of a clear pain point. If there is no problem that you are trying to solve, the industry, the public sector, or any organization, you'll, have, you, it'll, you'll face difficulty in them adopting that solution. So an identification of a clear pain point was pretty vital. In the reconciliation project, it was the associated high cost and time. A clearly outlined and a commonly shared pain point helps in the onboarding of the participants. The other success factor which is highlighted was the continuous engagement with all stakeholders. And uh, Smart Dubai facilitated this by ensuring the formation of a tech team in every entity, having interactions with those teams, conducting sessions, security assessments, addressing the open concerns. Now, in wrapping up this episode, let me quickly recap the key success factors. These are educating and awareness of the involved stakeholders, bringing the stakeholders to the table, alignment of interest, a well-structured engagement strategy, identification of clear pain points and the selection of use case, and lastly, the effective communication and continuous engagement with all parties. So this was a share on a couple of blockchain projects undertaken by the public sector in UAE. We will uh, talk on Thailand in the next episode. So thank you for the listen and do stay tuned. Cheers. You've been listening to the Blockchain Hustle. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, please do leave a short review. Like it, share it, download it, subscribe to it. What should I talk about next? Please do let me know your suggestions by writing to me at minu at vlsiconsultancy.com or through any of the other contact channels as shared in the episode notes. Thank you.